knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the White Doe Legacy Podcast. We're all set up here down this creek bottom. Bean Buck's been in here a bunch of times, so good chance to see it on him. Meh. Smoking. I think he just crashed, bro. <laughs> Absolute money, dude. It's 76 degrees out. We just set up 80 yards from a buck and killed him at 18 yards. Here we are. We're set up on a, this crate that's been absolute fire in the last eight days. We know a shooter went in here to bed this morning. Nah. Get it? That was at eight, That's at eight. Fucked out October 28th. Homies up for the rest of November. But absolute incredible season. Both kills on hanging hunts, right on the beds. And just making it, making it happen. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes, and I don't got much to say today. Um, let's get into the people that make this possible, then we'll get into what happened. Uh, big shout out to Exodus Outdoor Gear for making this possible for you guys, coming on here every day, podcasting, coming back after I'm hunting, uploading a show, making a cover art, doing all that jazz every single night on my kitchen table, my dining room table here. Um, for you guys to listen and fill your ear holes every single day. Um, anyways, 
what happened today was I went out back into the water pinch, um, got in real clean, had the stand already hung, got in there real early, probably 25 minutes before shooting light. Everything was set up good, perfect. Um, went in there, set the first 35 minutes of daylight, no deer. Um, decided eh, I'll just I'll I'll rattle and just see kind of what happens. You know, you never know this time of year. Rattled, nothing. Said another 45 minutes, nothing. Um, wife texts me, said the the middle kid has an ear infection, needs to go to the doctor at 11.15, so I got to pick him up at 11. So I was like, well, I'll just set the whole morning out. I set till about 10, took all my stand down, packed out, didn't see a deer all morning. I could see quite a bit of ag in that pinch I was in, didn't hear deer, didn't see any absolutely nothing going on out there it was 55 when i woke up this morning and it got up to 77 today um, i took the kid to the doctor's appointment um, he does have an ear infection got some medicine with that come back um, my mother-in-law's toilet needed fixed i fixed it and that took me two trips to the hardware store and uh just got it done right before i'm actually recording this podcast um after i did that came back home and it was going to be 77, so I opted out of hunting tonight. I did pull a bunch of cams, um, and JoJo is all over the place. He's still out there. The buck that I hit the limb on, um, he's everywhere on cam. I got so much good video of him hitting scrapes. Got a good idea where I need to be when the weather switches, um, and I did have a shooter show up after dark tonight back on the urban piece. But for what I'm doing tomorrow is... Two years of history on the King Pinch. Um, I'm going in on the King Pinch. I got two years of history of a buck being there on November 10th. One day it was 55, low of 42. The other one was a high of 58, low of 44. So it's going to be warmer tomorrow. Um, but I do, I did have some does go up in there um, more than they normally are. They did pick all the corn. There was probably... 150, 200 acres of corn on the neighbors still in that didn't make them utilize that pinch like they should. Um, but I will um, be in the pinch stand in the morning and sit there. I don't know about tomorrow night. I might hunt. It's supposed to be 75 again. I'll probably try to get out just to get out um, and basically get out to have my stand set up for Friday morning. Or I'm sorry, for, yeah, so... It's supposed to be high winds tomorrow, possible rain, and then Friday that cold front comes in, and Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday are going to be the best days of my whole entire rutcation. Um, so that's the plan. I'll be in the king pinch until probably 10 or 11, set it out, and then maybe go back in there in the evening. I don't know. Um, that buck was there in the morning one year, in the evening the next, both on the 10th, um, and he stays there till about the 14th. I don't know if he pushes a doe up in there. And uh, and holds them there and breeds them or what he does, but he's in there and then he rolls out. So I'm gonna try to be there this year, use that historical data. Um, be really cool if it comes together. But it's good for a south. It's a good pinch point, and like I said, they got the ag out and there's some does in there finally. So it's looking up that spot. So that's where I'll be. Um, I want to call Brian tonight um, and talk to him. And uh, he's been hunting pretty hard. His cousin's been hunting pretty hard and. To see kind of what his rut's going on, how he's been doing, and uh, we'll call him right now.
All right, I got Brian on from the Pike County Trophy Doe Association. What's going on, brother? What's up, dude? Oh, nothing. Just getting my ass kicked out there like normal. Normal, uh, when I record this recreation podcast thing, it's pretty much me just getting on here telling people I suck at deer hunting and um, didn't see any deer. Uh, what about you? Well, well, if, if I was, if I had my own podcast, I'd be doing the same thing. I'd be telling the exact same shit. So, well, what do don't, you don't what feel do you, too bad? What do you think the rut's doing? What's your your area? Just so the listeners kind of know. Um, I hunt. Uh, I'm about two, almost three hours south of you. Um, I'm like dead center, just a little south of center of Illinois. Um. I hunt pretty much the middle of the state from river to river. Nice. So, so it's a yeah, a, so. Lot, a lot of a lot of ground. I hunt a lot of public, and I got a, two properties. One of them's in the family, and one of them's my own. Nice. Right on. So what what are the bucks doing out there, man? Um, to be honest. I don't really know. I mean, the only time I I've seen, I have seen some couple shooters at first light and last light. Uh, that's when I'm just getting the majority of my good movement, the middle of the day. I think I'm on, I think I've had three all day sits so far and really, I mean, it's been warm midday. And so sometimes I'll get up and I'll switch things up or I'll go check some cameras or whatever, but I haven't seen any deer on my cameras or in person moving midday. Um, I actually saw more midday movement last week of October than I have this, this month so far. Same, uh, same here. <laughs> I, October yeah. 25th, we had that cold weather and I had midday movement. I think that that cold weather, weather kicked it in a couple days early. Cause I had bucks daylighting there. Um, I had my target, my number one target buck daylight at seven 30 in the morning on like the 27th and I'm like, what are you doing, you know? And uh, then I had another mature deer, the 25th, hit a scrape in October in the, at like 11.30 or something. I'm like, I ain't yeah. had any but nighttime pictures on this. But two years ago, the same thing kind of happened where we had a cold weekend before November there, and I had mm-hmm. bucks do the same thing on scrapes in different areas. One on the 27th um, hitting a scrape, big mature deer, Never was on that camera again, and never was on that camera before. <laughs> so yeah, crazy. I, uh, this reminds me quite a bit of 2020, but the weather's not quite as bad. Yeah, 2020 but, was horrible. That's the last time I recorded this rotation podcast. If you want right. just a shit hot what oh, rut, I'll just record a podcast every year, and that's what we'll have the whole entire time. <laughs> well, maybe maybe take a couple years off, but. The, uh, so what, so right now, um, I honestly, I haven't even seen anyone, any deer chasing. Well, I, I shouldn't say that I have, but it's always been at 5am or 4am driving to the spot running across the road. It hasn't, I haven't seen nothing on my cameras or in person in daylight, no chasing. Uh, two nights ago I had a probably 130, 140 class buck make a scrape. Um, I had a doe that circled downwind of me and just stood there for probably 30 minutes staring over my direction, never blew or nothing. Well, this buck spotted her and he, he circled, he was like, I don't know. He was in a, in a, 
if it was straight east instead of northeast, he'd have been dead. He'd have been a dead deer because he was making a scrape all pissed off. And I grunted at him and he got a straight leg and it come my way. And then he, but he ended up circling down to that doe and winded me. And then the whole wood blew up. But the, uh, that's really the only, other than that, I mean, I had first week of like probably November 1st or 2nd. I don't remember which specific day I had a shooter that just appeared out of thin air underneath me. And I wasn't in thick cover or nothing. He's just absolutely just appeared underneath me. I had a shot that deer, but that deer came to some grunts out of some, out of a bedding area to a scrape. But other than that, I mean, I'm still getting some pictures on scrapes, but I'm not getting the chasing right now. So I'm hoping this weekend when it gets down to uh, like a, was it a 12 degree wind chill that uh, I'll, uh, I'll, you know, it'll kick off on Friday and then go through the weekend till the beginning of next week. And hopefully we get the, uh, the action we're looking for. If not, then we may have to wait till gun season for better weather. Yeah. This cold front coming, I think really will pick up the action. The only problem is what I got going on right now is my bucks are locked down tighter than Fort Knox. Even on my cams, um, I had, I went and pulled a bunch of cams here, uh, today midday and until the fifth they were hitting scrapes tearing it up you know edge and daylight hour after daylight on the edge of the field you know still warm out but after that there has been no sign of any buck big deer anywhere since the 5th of november um and i finally had one show back on my urban piece tonight at 5 40 and he's been gone since around the fourth or fifth so i think they've most of them, that cold spell kicked a doze in. They all found a doe, the big ones, and they're just chilling. Um, but if you look at, like, the killers that normally kill, they're not killing. And if you, like, my buddies right. that normally kill in the rut, they're not killing. And if they're killing, they're killing three-year-old deer, you know, three- or four-year-old deer. They're not killing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced that the weather in late October like started the rut early or anything, but I do think it got them on their feet a lot more. I just know know that my scrape, like my scraping this year was just not there. And like most of the time you have some, some daylight, you know, bucks hitting scrapes and stuff there first of November. And it just wasn't there. It was just non-existent. So I'm not saying, I I don't think maybe they, maybe they, the does came in early, but I think those bucks were like, okay, I need to start just staying in the doe bedding until one of these does comes into heat and not For traveling, sure. not doing that. I had, I'm going to travel two miles to hit a scrape tonight, you know? Yeah. My scraping started earlier, ended earlier. Yep. Same here. The, um, cause I know there's two spots in this public that I hunt. It's absolutely massive. And I found a little spot that I, I actually wounded a, a really nice deer there two years ago. Um, I talked about it on our last episode with the track dog. Yeah. Well, it's the exact same spot. I typically hang in the exact same tree. Well, I haven't heard, or sorry, I've, I've hunted in there three times this year, hoping to see, because they come off of this private, they have a bunch of thick honeysuckle and, uh, like pine tree areas, like it's old planted pines. They come over and they go hit this oak flat and then they go down to the bottoms. And then the bottoms is usually tore up corner to corner with sign, rubs, scrapes, you name it. I'm talking, you can't throw a, you can't throw a rock without hitting three or four rubs and scrapes. 
So in any direction. Well, I did a a walk around there the other day, and I didn't see a single rub or scrape in that entire bottom. And normally that is absolutely fire. And then every single time I've hunted there, I've only seen spikes. So uh, there's, I just don't think that. I think maybe those uh, those oak trees didn't produce any acorns, so that acorn flat wasn't or that oak flat wasn't uh, worth a shit this year. But normally there's scrapes in there that are just huge, uh, like community scrapes on top of this hill that um, that just aren't there. I didn't see a single scrape on that entire hill, and the I did find one in the bottom, but it was full of leaves that hadn't been hit in a, a week or more, and even on uh i've got a couple like one of the private pieces i hunt that i probably hunt the most um i got one deer on there that's an absolute stud and then i got a bunch of three-year-olds and possibly um um one second my wife's looking for me. I told her I was outside. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Um, I haven't seen really shit um, for big deer. Normally, I got probably one or two booners cruising through um, late October during November. I haven't hunted there a single rut yet without seeing at least one, you know, 160 plus deer, at least on the hoof cruising. And I haven't seen that this year. I've got two pictures of a giant, but that's about it. I mean, that, that deer might as well be, not exist. Um, I've had my cameras out for four months and I've got two pictures of him at night. So, I mean, what the hell does that mean for me? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think part of it is, I just think the weather fucks with way too many, way too much of this. And I don't like it as much, but I just have like, this season is just down. I got, and I don't even have enough time to spend in the woods that I, as I'd like. I took a bunch of time off, but it's like now that, you know, our kids are like nine months old, my wife's all spun out about a bunch of shit at the house. I got a lot of stuff going on at work. I get mandated all the time, which you know how that is. Yeah, it's and tough, man. So I haven't even been able to hunt as much, but um, here coming up probably the next week or two, I should be able to uh, get out plenty and then the weather should be better. But this might be one of them years where as soon as I get something on the ground, I might have to just take it easy for a while. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of excited for gun season, man. I think, I think that's when, you know, it's going to get real good this year. As long as we have some good weather. Um, Cause the gun season in the past have kind of been crappy, but I feel like the bucks were locked down then, but I just don't, I don't remember. I know it's hot. But I don't remember my cams ever just literally nothing on them at all. Like two nights yeah, in a I row, don't... two nights in a row, I haven't had a buck on cam that I consider a shooter with running mobiles, which is extremely rare for me. I got 15 mobiles out, and that's like during this time of year, you get them at like 2 a.m., 11.30, you know, like midnight, just cruising the pinch or something. Oh, I'm yeah. getting nothing. It's just... I don't think my... If you ask my cousin, he'd probably tell you otherwise, but I don't think they're locked down yet because I'm still I'm still getting the a little bit of scraping at night. You know, they're still checking all the scrapes. I, I just don't think that uh um the only the only buck that hit a scrape hit that the scrapes I pulled three cams on video mode on scrapes. 
the only Bucks that hit a scrape since the the eighth of November um, is a Buck. He went in there, hit that scrape in the morning, came back out, hit the scrape at night, and he had lost half a beam. <laughs> so, yeah, the one of the deers I wanted to shoot lost his whole entire left beam, and I uh, probably saw him twenty times last year. Lost his left beam, and then um, another one lost all of his tines. So he's just He's probably a 130, but he's just thick and a perfect eight. And but he lost every time except for his main beam. So he's just straight main right now. <laughs> Heck yeah! I and have, uh, yeah, this buck I wanted to live another year, and he broke off his other side, like right above the past the G2. I'm like perfect. Maybe you know, maybe he'll live now. So yeah, both of these deer, I wouldn't mind seeing them live another year, and. uh but I don't know, maybe the close to, I don't know, what's it like 200 miles from your house to mine? Maybe that's yeah. got something to do with, maybe I'm a couple of days behind you on lockdown. I, it may, it may turn shitty this week. Who knows? I know I've seen Jesse Hines. I, I snap him pretty, you know, every day. And he had a buck running bucks off and holding a buck or holding a doe down out in a three acre little patch of timber, um, my buddy Nick Brown, he he went out. He had a buck pinned down with a doe out on a fence line. Um, that's that's lockdown shit for me. When they push him out like yeah. that in the middle of nowhere, and and that's that buck that I seen yesterday morning that I passed. I got him daylight on a scrape on the twenty eighth, and that's the last time I got a picture of him on that uh, on that scrape. And he was with that doe, and he had pushed her up into that that draw that I was in. And she kept trying to get out, and he kept cutting her off and trying to hold her in there. Um, yeah, norm, normally, um, I usually don't get to take this much time off at once. And that's when I'll drive around at night. Um, for those of you that don't know, for the listeners out there that have no idea, I'm a, I'm a deputy in an extremely rural county. And I'll just drive around at night and you could pretty much pick up on what the deer are doing by what you're seeing driving around in, on yeah. the road. Yeah. So I'll see like last year, I see, uh, the, I, I could tell when the lockdown hit because I saw every couple miles, there was a buck and a doe in a field laying in the weirdest spots. So, but I, honestly, I haven't, I've only worked two days, um, since November 5th. So I really haven't been, um, uh, paying that close of attention or I haven't really been able to like observe what I usually get to see. So, um, for, hey, for, for, for all I know, they could be locked down and I'm just still seeing deer, but I haven't got skunked yet, which is nice. Yeah. I've done, I've got skunked multiple times, man. Crazy. Well, you've also, you've been able to hunt a little more than me. I don't know. Yeah. Your wife's probably a little more understanding than mine. <laughs> I feel you there. They come in all shapes and sizes, brother. But uh, you're going to be able to get out this weekend. What do you think this weather this weekend's going to do to them? You think it's going to be crazy out there? What's your predictions? I hope I hope so. I hope Friday is going to be off the chain because Friday I get to hunt dark to dark. Me and my cousin are going to be out. It's going to be cold, uh, bro. Better work. I know, I know. But I think a high of 38 that day, right? Uh, down here it's in the mid-40s, I think. Is it? That's still good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he and I have done dumber shit for less money. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. Um, Saturday, I can only hunt till noon unless I kill. I got the, the sheriff's dinner on Saturday night. It's an annual deal. I can't miss. So, um, I'll have that on 
Saturday evening. I might tie one on. I'm not sure. So then that Sunday morning's on the on the edge. <laughs> yeah, the Sunday morning's uh, it's iffy, but I'll probably sit out Sunday morning anyway, just because uh, she'll probably want to do something at home. Yeah, but uh, like probably want me to cook a breakfast or some shit. So mm-hmm. I'll probably get out Sunday afternoon, and then next week. Uh, mornings are tough for me right now because when she works Monday through Thursday, so I got to, uh, wake up early and then I just get everything ready. And then as soon as she leaves for work, I got to take the kid around the corner to grandma's house. So I typically try and get into the stand by nine or a little after nine, which is not ideal, but I mean, what am I going to do? This time of year is it's, you know, sometimes it's better, you know, just depends on where you're hunting. So I know. Yeah, actually, the other day I was talking to you guys in the group chat about my dilemma, and it actually ended up working out because my path in, I got to take a. Uh, this is river bottom ground, so there's a lot of uh, there's a levee system and a lot of uh, creek beds that, that when the river floods, uh, they operate it. They like divert the water so that the the whole ground doesn't flood. It like protects the farm ground. It's like uh, flood channels. And I walk in through some of them flood channels when they're low or dry because you, you pretty much you can stay everything but your head is below ground level. And this one was about knee high in water. So I had to take a different route. So if I would have been there in the dark, I probably would have sunk. Cause I, just, <laughs> I, just, I walked right in there because I was there two days prior and it was, you know, a damn near bone dry. Huh. Crazy. So sometimes going sneaking in in the morning ain't the worst. No, nope, for sure. And well, if you share the property with people, then so you can see where people are at, which yeah, kind of helps. Yeah, that also helps. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man, and hanging out with me. Like I said, I needed someone to come on. The- All right, guys. Well, there you have it. He's been struggling. Like I said, everybody I know has been out there, been struggling pretty hard, seeing big deer moving in this heat. And uh, I don't know. Like I said, we don't know if the rut started early, but, man, they're acting like they're locked down like uh, nobody's business. So keep trying. Keep hunting. Keep plugging away. And try, always try to do the right thing. Try to leave a legacy. And White Tail Legacy is out. And tub coming in your ear holes tomorrow at 7 a.m. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.